0: You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're asking the question, how should Christians think about Halloween? So it's one of those holidays that has risen in popularity increasingly within our culture. People decorate for it. There's all sorts of opportunities to celebrate. How should Christians think about it from a Christian worldview, from a biblical worldview? What does the Bible have to say about it? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of our leadership team: Joe Coffee, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey Dinardo. And our topic today is how should Christians think about Halloween? So it's that time of year where people have skeletons in their yard and all sorts of symbols of the occult adorning their houses. So. Uh we well, as whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: did, you slant, did you already wow. slant this
0: But all joking aside, uh, <laughs> as Christians, think- we have to figure out how to live in our culture. And uh our culture is big on Halloween. How should we think about this? Because there are a lot of uh all joking aside, connections between Halloween and pagan things and occult things. So how should we as Christians think about this? Are there elements of it that we should celebrate, can celebrate? Does the Bible have anything to say about it? That's kind of our topic today. The fact that, uh,
1: and strangely, it really is the second largest holiday in America. Second, second largest as far as money spent on the holiday.
0: Well, I can just say anecdotally, like uh, I see just as many Halloween decorations in people's yards and stuff like that as I do Christmas decorations. Uh, There's this one house on the route that my kids go to school and. We have to, we legitimately have to avoid the house because it's traumatizing. It's like bodies hanging on meat hooks on the porch, and it's like, it's crazy. It's It's
2: not necessary.
3: That's a good place to begin. So, (laughs) you know, I, I, yeah, I feel like, uh, from my perspective, and I I think this will be an opinion laden podcast. So, from my perspective, uh, Halloween is a celebration of things that from a biblical worldview, I don't celebrate. So I think Halloween is a celebration of fear. Um, it's a celebration of death. I think that's why you walk through my neighborhood and you see uh, there are bodies hanging in trees and uh, ghosts and skeletons, and, um, and the idea is uh, they're scary. They're scary, and there are gravestones and death. And um, from a biblical worldview, in my opinion, uh, death is not a natural thing. It is an unnatural thing introduced uh, by sin, and, uh, and fear is not something that should be celebrated or embraced. Fear exists because death exists. Yeah. Death exists because sin exists. So from the y family perspective, uh, we do not participate because at its core, Halloween is those things. I recognize there are ways of participating in Halloween that neither connect to fear or death, uh, and I understand that, but because we believe that's what's at its core, and those are things we don't celebrate, we feel as though uh, participation in the holiday would go against our our understanding of what God wants for us.
1: I think there is a broad spectrum, yeah. though, that you have <clears throat> you have that celebration of of death. You also have uh, almost like a pageantry of your children dressing up as superheroes or. The trick-or-treat kind of thing and getting yeah. candy. Uh, the, I mean, it's just it, – it's a very strange holiday to me because you have uh, the macabre kind of thing that uh, more adults get into, it seems like to me. And then you have what uh, what the average child experiences. And we battle with that with, with our kids, try to figure it out. I know that at one point we said, you know what, we're not going to celebrate ho- uh, Halloween, but – I want you to – I'm going to take you to Mark's, give you each $10. You buy all the candy you can buy for $10 because that's what I liked about Halloween when I was growing up. Then that's all I did was just go trick-or-treating because that was the, the way to get candy.
2: Yeah. We did – I mean, I, I would be on that spectrum of like the lighter side of the spectrum. I feel like we had an unspoken – you know, in our house, that kids dressed up as princesses or characters or things like that, but there was never ghosts and witches and things that were darker, or and especially even things that are violent. Again, there is just such elements of fear and death that can be associated with it. But um, well,
1: I think for sure you it it is a holiday that you better be able to talk to your kids yeah. about, like whether you're. Uh, you know, at Zach's point, he's going to have to answer questions with his yep. kids because they'll be going, "Well, why, why can't, why can't we I do this? Trade? Or what? Everybody what about? Yeah, trick trick I don't want to be. I don't want to be an ex murderer. I just want to be, you know, a princess or a, you know, whatever. That's you quite know, a dichotomy. I want <laughs> I want to be a football <laughs> player. Um, but uh, then, uh, on the other side, if you just say. Oh yeah, we celebrate Halloween like everybody else. Everybody else, right? Then you better be able to answer questions about uh, about haunted houses and about the the houses in your neighborhood that have people hanging from trees. Which yeah, because that would be yeah,
3: that'd be part of my question. Is you know, if I dress my five and three year old up as a football player and a princess, and we go down the street, and I say. Now listen, we don't do scary and we don't do death and we don't, we just dress up and do candy, but we stop at the house with a body hanging in the tree. That feels like a very artificial divide to me, a divide that exists only in my head and I use it as justification, but my kids won't draw a distinction. I don't think anyone else draws a distinction that, uh, I mean, we're celebrating the same holiday, we just have different decorations. I, I think that would be uh, difficult to navigate with my kids and saying, like, oh, well, we, we don't do this. We do this. But I also think, I mean, this is, and again, we, there are a lot of opinions on this. This is all, this is my opinion. But uh, what I would say is, uh, for me, it's always about a bigger principle is that you might say, well, I just think you're overthinking it. Who cares if they dress up? But, but, but then when your kids get older, you're going to ask them to think about the complexity and the nuance of gender and sexuality, for example, and what the Bible says about it. That you can't paint with a broad brush and just say this and this, but you have to deal with the ins and outs and the intricacies of what God said is good and what God said is bad and and I think when if the more you kind of fudge on things on the front end, you inherit that mentality and mindset on the back end of just like, well, come on, you're just being you're taking it all a little too seriously. You're and and that's been my problem is that as I tell my kids, hey, I'm trying to raise you under this particular worldview. It's a, it's yeah. a different way of thinking about everything. And if I give into that here because you want candy or because you want to dress up or because you want to, well, how am I going to call you to a stricter adherence to that later yeah. in life? Why wouldn't you just say to me, well, dad, can't we just compromise on this the way we compromised on on, on this thing over here? I mean... You know, I I would worry about that with with my kids.
1: Yeah, but but holidays in America, it's not the only one that is complicated, Yeah, right? I mean, you got Easter with Easter egg hunts. You got Christmas with... Presents, presents, which I know you you, Santa, mean, you, you love. Claus. I mean, you love giving presents. That comes from. I mean, but uh, you know, I, I get it. We can connect those. It just seems like I, the our culture. And I get that we have to try to pull those threads out. But I, I think that's don't.
3: why I started with Halloween. At its core, right. is yeah. right. about fear and death. We're not talking about uh, Christmas, which in some sense is a Christian holiday, and in some sense isn't. Right. You know, but but I I think that that it's easy to say this holiday is at its core something good. Right. Right? People celebrate it. It, it You know, it's kind of like Thanksgiving is, I think, uh, a wonderful way of being thankful and celebrating. The night before Thanksgiving is the biggest alcohol-fueled debauchery of the year. I mean, it is statistically the night. But I don't have a problem saying that's got actually very little to do with right. Thanksgiving. Right. So there's a difference, I think, between saying the core of this day is good and some people celebrate in a bad way versus, in my mind, the core of this day is bad, and some people celebrate it in a good way. Yeah. I think that that's how I would draw that I appreciate that
2: how you think about it. If anything, as I kind of reflect back on, you know, I've got kids in high school and college now, I realize Halloween was not one that we pulled apart that way and thought about that deeply and had a conviction around, except to say, oh, yeah, we're not going to go the dark route. Whereas I think even, not to go down all the holidays, but, you know, Easter was one, we had a hard line, like, no, there's no Easter bunny. I don't want there to be confusion around what this holiday is really about, you know? And right. so it's just right. interesting to, and I really appreciate how you think about it. Cause it's, you know, I wish I would have at least, I think for parents out there navigating that, give it thought, develop your own, you know, just yeah. convictions and, around that. And that, that would and be actually the,
3: the bigger principle. Yeah. I think I'm less concerned that people reach the same conclusion that, yeah. that my family has reached about Halloween and more you just understand that uh, inconsistencies mm-hmm. are something that kids as they get older, they pick up on and they ask about and they adopt. And you just need to understand that that either you are establishing a framework of a family of saying you know, the word of God is how we decide what to say yes to and no to. Or you're saying, ah, we play fast and loose with, and and I think they're going to pick up on that. Now, you mentioned, Joe, I mean, my kids are already asking me questions. I mean, they ask me, uh, so what does this mean about like uh, movies with bad guys? So if you have a movie with a, with a bad guy who's evil, can we not watch that? Because, I mean, they they ask a lot of those questions. Why not this? Why this? Why... Why can't we just skip the house with the yeah. person hanging and you know? And so yeah. we have all those conversations. It, it, yeah, and if
1: anyone will be able to point out inconsistencies, as kids. because right? oh, yeah. they will, and there'll be inconsistencies that you don't want to give up. Mostly because, you because go, no, they like, want to go. I like those treat. kind of movies. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure.
3: Yeah. But The answer to that, by the way, is to say to our kids, we it's the glorification of evil that's the problem. Yeah. You yeah. know, in a in a story mm-hmm. where there's a bad character, but you know the bad character is bad. Right. And the good character is pursuing the bad character, and you're rooting for the good character. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, very different than the glorification of, of the evil of, and the, of the bad. Of the yeah. bad right, character. but that's
1: a difficult. That's a difficult thing. You got popular movies like Ocean, Ocean's Eleven,
0: Cruella de Vil, oh.
1: which is is very much like, similar. Yeah, like uh, rooting rooting you end up, for rooting, the rooting for guy, the thieves, the right? Yeah. As opposed to Breaking Bad, which is much, uh, or Godfather, which is a much uh, harder movie to watch. But evil is right, shown as, yeah. as, evil. as something that, yeah. that breaks people. Well, we've done a podcast on yeah, what to watch really and good.
3: what not to watch, and I think we're we delving into some of those that, things. Yeah. But, but, but I, but yeah. I would make the argument that in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> is problematic for that reason. It's right. the glorification yeah, sure, sure. of what God has said it is not good. is bad, yeah. right? And, and I, some
1: of our favorite movies are—I mean, yeah. I shouldn't say some Let's of speak our for yourself, favorite, right? but <laughs> yeah. But the most popular movies <laughs> sometimes have that in them. The the thief, the one that uh, it's the darker the darker movies that Christians tend to stay away from. Unforgiven yeah. with Clint Eastwood and stuff. Oh man you you watch the downward spiral of sin. It's well, brutal. I
0: actually think that there's a. I mean, maybe I'm naive, but it seems like there's a trend in our culture that's toward darker things, darker and darker things. You know, like if you look at some of the movies that have come out, there've been a lot of movies that are. Uh, origin stories of yeah. evil characters. Yeah. Yeah. And so right. you find yourself watching this movie But I think that comes from
3: this. the secular worldview. And and that's the thing. I think Halloween is making a mockery of death because the secular mindset is, we're all gonna die anyways. So we might, might as well, well laugh fun. about it, might as well like face your fears. Mm. Whereas the Christian worldview is saying, we should never have died. We should never have known death. We should never have known fear. There shouldn't even be bad guys, right? And those are two very different ways of seeing the world. And the argument I'm making, the primary argument I'm making is uh, eventually you're going to be calling your kids to be okay with a sharp line between the biblical worldview and the secular one. And either you're going to have taught them how to navigate that and how to live in that tension, or you're going to hold them to it without teaching them that. And I just think there's zero chance of that being effective. So... You know, and that's one of the reasons where, whatever you decide, I think it's really important to have the conversation with yeah. your kids so they can hear your thinking and and hear your struggling. And, you know, and it's even okay to say, this is what we're going to do this year. I don't know about next year. And I don't know. We're going to keep thinking about it and keep talking about it, where at least you're showing them a thoughtfulness yeah. and looking at what. Script? Yeah. Uh, just
1: uh, as a question, like with your kids, if they have, uh, if there's a Halloween party at school,
3: we opt out. What do you do? We opt out. Okay. Do you from the like,
2: pick
3: them up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, Amy in a stroke of genius scheduled all the dentist appointments for Halloween. Of course she did. Halloween this year. Kids are going to hate Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, which rivers. is okay with you. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Be, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things.
1: As long as they don't hate hate them because yeah. of Halloween. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of yeah. explaining to your kids yeah. why yeah. this is important. Instead and then maybe Instead. taking them in, if, if candy is the thing, then taking them, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would candy. just
3: say this: there yeah. are a lot of things that our culture and our, in particular, the public schools my children attend, celebrate that we don't celebrate, and we would opt out of all those celebrations. Yeah. Right? I think it's part of uh, teaching our kids even the cost of Christianity. Yeah. Right? That it's going to be now. You uh, do a little give, weird,
1: you, like we do. We uh, give candy whoever comes to our. We do. House. We have yeah. a. Bu- we we have don't a bucket turn our, of our light candy. off. Yeah, I mean, you do that yep. for a relationship with. With-
3: yeah, yes. because I don't I don't think neighbors. my neighbors would interpret it as some kind of no. You know, I think we say, "Look, we love you and we're not judging you or shaming you or but when my kids come to the door to pass out candy, they aren't in costumes. You know, and they'll right. say, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. a cute princess costume you have or you you know, we're again. We're we again we are we do not think our neighbor's primary issue is that they celebrate Halloween. Right. With their right. primary issue is they need a relationship with Jesus Christ. But uh, so we wouldn't sacrifice the greater thing for the right, right. lesser thing. Um, but but we do. Yeah. So we do pass out candy. Yeah. Yep.
0: Stacy, uh, it seems like you had a different perspective on this, at least when we were talking prior to the podcast. So with your kids now, Mia and Ella are both. Well, Mia's graduated. Ella is almost at the yeah. end of high school. How has this dynamic been for you throughout?
2: Well, I kind of mentioned already, I, I really don't think, you know, and maybe um, it was a poor thing for me as a parent not to think through it as much as we did. But it was one of those that we just, Gene and I just decided like, okay, we're not going to do the dark things. We want our kids to understand like the the evil and the occult that is associated with some of these darker things. But okay, if you want to dress up like a cheerleader go for it, you know, and and they participated in that way. And so definitely was not a holiday we made much of. We didn't, we don't decorate for it. We decorate maybe for fall, yeah. but we don't decorate or celebrate it or watch movies around it or things like that. But, um, but again, I think it, I, I would say, I think developing thoughtfully where you stand and why you stand there. You know, I didn't teach my kids about going to scripture to look at inherently what fear is and look at what our neighbors, they're creating this. So I th- I, I kind of wish I did, you know, I think that, but at the same point, we didn't come to any major crossroads where it, as far as I can tell at this point, has been uh, difficult to navigate because of that, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I kind of feel like, I might have used this analogy before on this podcast, but I kind of feel like this is the high school geometry analogy of uh, don't just tell your kids the answer, mm-hmm. show your work whatever yeah. you decide yep show your work be thoughtful be intentional be communicative uh you know if you take my stand your kids aren't always going to love it because they want to dress up and get candy right uh, if you take the other stand your kids might look back later and go I'm not doing that with my kids why'd you do it? Uh, who knows right but what's gonna matter I think less than getting it right is that you are thoughtful about the way and I would just say that with parenting in general just just don't Don't stumble into things. Think about why you do what you do. Think about why you don't what you don't and make decisions that in in good conscience you feel reflect the values that the Bible holds out to us.
0: You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're gonna look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplug.com at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.